Hi everyone, my name is Dylan Roberts, I am your host. And I'm Alexander Wentz, your co-host, and this is the Red Republic. So, today, Donald Trump tweeted, Detroit absentee ballot counting chaos blocked windows and observers. And it links us to a Breitbart News article talking about that uh, there was there's some suspicious activity in Detroit where they blocked the windows and observers from the absentee ballot counting in Detroit descended into chaos on Wednesday with when hundreds of unofficial Republican observers concerned about fraud covered converged on the counting location. And this, and this is from uh, the article that I'm reading right now. The city of Detroit is using the TCF Center, formerly Cobo Hall, to count all the absentee ballots in the city. Republicans and Trump supporters grew alarmed as Trump was holding a strong lead in the state during early counting Tuesday evening, only for it to evaporate as mail-in ballots were counted in historically Democrat areas. Several videos posted on social media show workers attempting to restrict transparency and not allow people outside to observe what was going on inside the county area. So there, so there was, so they were basically blocking people from observing the absentee ballot counting. So that tells you that they probably more than likely are cheating and rigging the election as we speak right now in these key states, such as Michigan, Wisconsin, and possibly even Pennsylvania and Arizona, more than likely, because yes, they, because they already quit counting the votes and everything is on pause at at the moment. So, when you really think about it, it's pretty self evident that it is a fraudulent election because we're seeing you know, more votes coming in than there are registered voters in... Wisconsin, essentially. Yes. Take that state, for example. <laughs> they were in the lead... Because in Wisconsin, Trump was had a very commanding lead uh, early uh, Wednesday morning, just before they stopped counting the votes, and it was about roughly 91% of the vote counted, and Trump had 400,000 vote lead. And, uh, you know, you and I woke up this morning and to find out that Wisconsin went towards uh, Joe Biden. Yes. So do I believe that a lot of corruption and a lot of fraudulent votes came into that scenario? Absolutely. And... I also want to talk about the R90 situation. Referendum 90? Yes. And the fact that it got passed, what I have to ask is, are voters nuts? Because I have a feeling that that's going to be one of the absolute worst mistakes that they could make in this gen this entire election. Same thing with giving Jay Inslee another term when he has no business running Washington at all. So what did the and it's also called 
Senate Bill 5395. Senate Bill 5395 was designed to require public schools to provide comprehensive sexual health education to students in grades 6 to 12 beginning in the 2021-2022 school year and for all public school students, including those in grades K through 5 beginning in the 2022-2023 school year. Under the bill, this curriculum has to include instruction and information regarding affirmative consent and bystander training. Instruction needs to be provided at least once to students in grades K through 3, once to students in grades 4 through 5, twice to students in grades 6 to 8, and twice to students in grades 9 to 12. The text of the measure stated that the sex that sexual health education under the measure is not required to be integrated into unrelated subjects or courses. For students in grades K through 3, the material was designed to, the, to be instruction in social and emotional learning. Social and emotional learning defined by the Washington's, Washington Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction as a process through which individuals build awareness and skills in managing emotions, setting goals, establishing relationships, and making responsible decisions that support success in school and life. But I did hear that they were... But they also say that, you know, from what I've also heard from other people and, you know, I also heard on, I also heard about it being, you know, sexual education for, you know, kids, like younger children. And if, I mean, if I'm just saying if that's the case, then why, why would you do that to, you know, young children? That, that, that just... That, that's just not that's just not okay yes it's absolutely unacceptable and the fact that it got passed at all boggles my mind and what i have to say to those that approved it i want to ask you are you out of your minds I mean, what were you thinking when you got that ballot? You read R90. <laughs> I... Because when I read it, I said absolutely hell no. <laughs> Which, granted... I mean, it I would expect that from every American that isn't a possible predator, <laughs> anyway. But then again, to be fair, they they probably didn't explain what it actually was on the ballot or anything like that. Possibly, and at the bottom of its little section, its little column on the ballot, it does mention that parents do have the right to have a say in whether or not if their children attend that class. And I say thank God for that. But in all reality, I think it's just a way for people to have an excuse to blame the parents when the school system is at fault. For introducing and that, that, I mean, when you when you think introducing about it, that kind of behavior to young children is absolutely asinine because it just ruins their uh, innocence, really. Yes, and let me tell you, 
anybody within the formative years has no business learning about sex. I mean, any anywhere from being a toddler to the age of 12, and even then, I'd probably see... Because what they did with us was introduce it to us in fourth or fifth grade. But yeah, it, but and it also how it all however it also says required education for grades K to three social emotional learning. Um, but at the same time, I don't really know. It, I do think that fourth graders really shouldn't have to learn about that at least until you know later on and when they're older. Because sexual health education material for students in grades four to twelve, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think fourth grade is a little too early for that kind of thing. Yeah, if anything, I would say sixth or seventh, maybe, at least have it as an optional class and not a. That way, students can take it with the consent of their parent, but at the same time, even at the age of 12, I'm still kind of leaning towards no, but... And, of course... Because, honestly, I... The topic of kids learning inappropriate you know, academics like that, because it's a part of education, but if you introduce it too early to students, it can scar them for life. And it could very well ruin them if if you're not careful. But, yeah, I don't really know much. I mean, I'm not saying that I know everything about the referendum 90 or you, but it's just, yes, it's absolutely just one of those... Not. One of those weird, you know, bills that they're wanting to pass that just makes me feel... That makes you kind of feel a little that, concerned. Yeah. About... Because it's it, questionable, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely questionable. And you may agree, disagree, and that's perfectly fine. I'm just saying that it just seems a little bit fishy to me. Mm-hmm. Just... It, it just doesn't sound right with me, but... It, you know, if anybody else has anything to say that's fine i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not saying that we're wrong or we're right it's just it, it's just one of those things that make you say and eh, that that's a little questionable why why would i be okay with that but if the parents don't want them then that's their choice it should at least it should be because you know how schools are they want they don't want the parents involved in school at least it doesn't seem like they want us to because it's like we teach whatever we feel like it but parents aren't you know, responsible for that, and it, it just seems like they don't want to include, you know, the mom and dad in the child's education. Yes. And, well, let's see. Um, well, it shows that it shows that uh, Trump is uh, challenging Wisconsin again uh, with uh, the uh, voter fraud. Yep, I saw that coming. 
and so far there hasn't been any uh, new Q drops as of right now. Um, yeah, it's still Q post forty nine forty nine. Doesn't really show any uh, show anything about right now, but this is just before the election started. It shows that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth. Abraham Lincoln, November eighteen sixty three. Together we win. Q. And it shows a picture of the largest flying flag in America. And that was dropped on November 3rd, 2020 at 1.27 Eastern Standard Time. But so far there hasn't been any new Q drops. Q has been completely silent as of, as of uh, just before the election began. Which I don't know what that would mean or if there's any signal for that. But it could mean something, maybe nothing, I don't know. I have a feeling that we're going to start seeing some backlash from Trump, and we're more than likely going to see a lot of activity going on within the next 48 hours or so. And do I think that this election is completely lost for Trump? No. I do think that he's going to, in a way, steal the election back from the deep state. And I say the deep state, and what I mean by that is these traitors within the Democratic Party that would all see to it that a lot of us... Americans get the short end of the stick. George Soros, for one. And then the Rothschilds and all them. And it just seems like right now we're we're just in that part of the plan where it probably seems like, you know, anything could happen. What could be happening, I don't know. But it could very well mean that the hammer might drop or not but what but we hope what's going on is that we actually get to the bottom of what's going on with this election is what i hope we get to very quick yes and with the way it's going do you think that martial law is going to be a thing here very soon maybe maybe not i don't know we'll have to wait and see what how it unfolds over the next uh, several days but if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But just be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. You know, hopefully everybody is stocked up on food, water, ammunition, everything you need, you know, because this could very well be, you know, worst case scenario. You know, it, we might actually have to be, we're going to have to prepare for uh, what could be coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. So... If anybody anybody out there, you know, is listening, just remember we might if it does happen, it happens and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Just just remember just be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. And hopefully hopefully we'll figure this out of what's going on with the election and if not, you know, hopefully hopefully Trump figures it out. Hopefully uh we get this whole mess cleared out before too long. 
Yeah, I'm also wanting to touch up on one last thing. We were also mentioning Jay Inslee. So, how did you? How do you feel about the? What are your thoughts on the governor race for Washington? Since you know we are central Washingtonians, I'm not gonna lie. I am a bit. I actually am a bit. Uh, I'm actually a bit disappointed. However, I'm not surprised because you know how everybody. You know how people in. Uh, you know how it is in uh, Snohomish, King County, and then towards Vancouver, they're more highly populated areas, so that's more than likely why Jamesley won and defeated Lauren Culp in uh, the race. But in, in all honesty, with all of the mass mandates here and how everybody's attitudes were, it actually makes me think, you know... Do you think we're going to be stuck with these masks for quite a long time? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I hear that the mask mandate was supposed to end on the 5th. Uh, you know, remember back when it was passed in June and it had an expiration date for November 5th? Yep. Which would be tomorrow. So I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't know how... I don't know if uh, coronavirus is going to go away or not. But mm. it seems like it's... But it seems like that it might be... Uh, old news and now I'm going to be talking about the election and the voter fraud that's going on. Can't say I'm surprised considering the fact that you know the topic of coronavirus, COVID-19. You know just as well as I do that it there we knew that there would be a possibility that you know, we wouldn't be hearing about COVID-19 after the election. And do I think that's true to a certain degree? Yes. I think that COVID-19 is a hoax disease. Yes, I'm aware that people have died from this disease. But if you look at a lot of the research, a lot of it a lot of its victims or its cases and i should say have to do with people in nursing homes does that alarm you uh, honestly it does cuz it just seems like uh that we're not really focused on that and not really paying attention however do i think that they might have fudged the numbers I I do, but at the same time, I've heard that it was underlying conditions that these people did have COVID, but they died from something else. But yes, because counted- if your immune system is compromised, it would make your health decline even worse by catching a disease. However, distinguishing the difference between pneumonia or or any other any other type of uh, disease, or any other... Or flu, or, yeah. you know, because it wouldn't be the first time that in, during an election year we hear about cases of a certain disease, or... Like Zika virus in 2016, and the, the Ebola scare in 2014, remember that? Absolutely. And, and they were all election years. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just saying notice a coincidence here. You know, it's. Yep. It and just, just so you know, people, 
it's true that there is a mathematical equation to determine whether something is a coincidence or not. Yeah, and at some point, when when is it mathematically impossible, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's too many coincidences to note here, and especially with uh, how coronavirus just so happened to appear in 2020, just so that we can uh, close down the economy and have everybody hide in their house for mail-in voting so they can cheat and steal the election is essentially where we've led up here in the last seven to eight months, for, you know, since we had the lockdown. And am I surprised that American America fell for it? Mm, not really. Not really. We fell for it too. <laughs> well, you and I both, we, at first we were a bit scared. We were a bit uh, yes, concerned. Yes, but, you know, after an X amount of time, we basically decided, yeah, there's just, there's just no way <laughs> that something... this is legitimate because you and I both agreed on May 5th no more being cooped up inside the house, being hermits. We're going to hang out and we're actually going to go do something. And it's not the fact that we don't. It's not the fact that, you know, we didn't want to stay in the house. It's just, you know, at, at what point do we have to say, okay, well, what's the what's the plan forward? What, what Moving forward, what, what are we going to do there? Instead because of saying, I'll tell you one thing. Spending an entire year cooped up inside of your house and allowing big government in this case the democrat the democrats in china to rid americans of not just an entire year time span but they stole our summer yeah, they, they, uh... <laughs> they completely made it impossible for some of us to actually enjoy our summer because we couldn't exactly spend time with our loved ones and and we couldn't go camping couldn't do anything especially since we lived in a blue we live in a blue state in i in idaho they were my sister went to uh what's that place called silverwood and she told me there was no masks. There were social distancing there, but there wasn't exactly a mask mandate in Idaho. And there wasn't really, at the time, there wasn't much in the way of coronavirus cases there. But did you ever notice that there was an increase in coronavirus cases just a couple of weeks before the election? People were getting hospitalized. Do I believe it? I don't, but at the same time, it could be possible. All I'm saying is that, you know... Do you think that they might be trying to scare you into staying at home for the for the election, or do you think there really was, you know, hospitalizations? I don't believe that, but it I could. it could be true to a certain degree, but I don't believe that the numbers are as high as they're projecting. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Because they they really have been fudging the numbers, it sounds like. And remember when Dr. Fauci said that masks don't work, and then he said they do work, 
it, it, he can't seem to make up his mind about the science behind COVID, it seems like. However, if you do look at the boxes of a lot of these masks that we do buy, a lot of them do say that these masks will not protect us from infection or the coronavirus. So, you have to question that le- the legitimacy of having to wear these masks. Plus, there's the fact that by wearing them, not only, especially for certain classes of that may not have, you know, the strongest immune systems where they... Because masks are breeding grounds for bacteria, which could lead to a form of pneumonia if you're not careful. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that it just doesn't make any, make any sense how, you know, coronavirus cases are going up, yet everybody's keep, keeps getting constantly reminded to mask up and socially distant. You know, that, if that, why is it, uh, if people are still doing that, then why is it that these cases are going up? I'm just saying think for yourself and research for yourself, really. It just Absolutely, because we could sit here and we could spoon-feed you information, but unless you go out and you start researching these things for yourself, you're not going to believe it. You're going to write us off for having a certain view if you don't agree. So all I ask is for you to open your mind a little bit and really do the research because only by doing it yourself can you truly not be ignorant of what's going on. So bottom line is, you know, believe none of it until you can verify it. You have to look into it. Absolutely. I mean, we've been studying these things for basically since 2017. And it, there's a lot of things that we found out, you know, what's going on with the deep state, Trump's presidency, and just what has been going on around the world, especially with uh, the cabal that is wanting to destroy the United States. And that's what we found, but... You know, like I said, we had, you just got to research for yourself. You know, at, at the uh, in the ultimate standpoint, that's pretty much what the point is. You just got to research for yourself. And think for yourself. Don't just go off of what we say, but actually do it yourself. Don't listen to Fox News. Don't listen to... The mainstream media. Just... Just look into it and just research everything you can and try to verify it as best as you can. This isn't over by a long shot. This election is... (laughs) You think things are bad now? Just wait and see what happens next. Yep. But we'll have to just wait and see and... I don't know. Just we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Also, I want to 
give a shout out to Jeff and Paint the Trump. You can go and find them on YouTube at Paint the Trump, where they are down in Central Florida waving flags and supporting the United States president. I'm so glad that Florida went red. And I say that because in most cases, the candidate that usually wins Florida often wins the election. Yep. Except this time, and it just seems like, uh, you know, there's a lot of fraud going on, but... We'll just have to wait and see how this unfolds. We're really in a weird situation with the election right now. And is there anything you want to uh, add before we go? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it for tonight. Join us again next time this upcoming Sunday for new updates on the election. And as always, this is the Red Republic. I am your co-host, Alexander Wentz. And I am Dylan Roberts, and we'll see you again next time.